With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you're searching for the best prices on tickets to sports, concerts, or live shows, you've got to download the Game Time app. Whether you're planning the perfect night out or looking for something fun at the last minute, Game Time has you covered with deals up to 60% off. Forgot to plan ahead? No worries. Game Time has incredible last minute ticket deals that get better as the event gets closer. Simply download the app to see a curated ticket list, including Game Time exclusive flash deals and zone deals that let you choose your section and pay less when Game Time selects your specific seats. With top notch customer service and the lowest price guaranteed, there's a reason Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the world. Finding amazing deals for the best seats has never been easier. Score last minute tickets for up to 60% off today. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PODCAST for 10% off your first purchase. That's code PODCAST for 10% off. For the best ticket deals on sports, concerts, or live shows, download Game Time now. Terms apply. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov career USBP. everybody and welcome to a brand new week of Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. Stu's here. Hello. Adam's here. The right honourable. The Adam. right honourable Adam's here. Dan's here. And the wrong gun. <laughs> yeah, and let's table a motion of confidence in this podcast everybody as we're going to talk about City, Leicester, we're going to talk uh, about transfer rumours and we'll do the Twitter corner and we'll do the quiz as per usual. Well, we're going to start on a sombre note, gentlemen, as we did last week because obviously Pepe wasn't coming home. And that half mass is still here at Fancaster HQ because we learned last week that the legend, that is Paul Gladham, has left Wolves. He had his contract uh, cancelled by mutual consent. And, gentlemen, it was a bit of a shock, really, on all, all parts. We, in, we knew this day was going to come, but we didn't want to admit it. How did everybody take the grief? How did everyone console themselves? And obviously, you know, we all grieve in our different ways, of course. You may have had a quiet moment. You may have jumped for joy in, in some kind of weird way. Where were you when uh, you heard the news? I, I had a co-op tikka masala in memory. <laughs> so it was the closest thing to Schiffnell, the Ashman Park co-op. So you grieved in your, your way. That, yeah. That's the way, yeah. Curry. He, he would have liked that. There's going to be a memorial curry for him on there at Chiffnall Ball team. They're going to make one specially. They're glad and special. They should, well, they should do. You're glad all over. Glad all uh, Yeah, anything. Tika, Gladden. <laughs> something like that, anyway. Or Gladden, Naan, Bread, Speciality. Something, anyway. Or, or, either way, that table's not being given away again, is it? At no. Chiffnall Ball team. 
All rest, all the restaurants in general. I mean, in pe- even Pendendori, the high street's on its yeah. arse as it is, and now Gladden's <laughs> gone. I mean, all the restaurants are suffering, going to suffer a hit. Dan, where were you? How did you feel? Did you <laughs> did you console yourself? Did you just have a quiet moment to yourself? How did you feel? I just went on to his Instagram to see if he was still with us. Because I just felt like losing this career at Wolves is going to be a really bad moment for him. He gave us so much good content now. This is what's annoying. Are we, as he finished his Wolves career on three three appearances, that was it, wasn't he? Three appearances, no goals, a million pound. <laughs> Fantastic. If he wouldn't have got that elbow in the Burton Albion game, he could have been the next ball. I think you can so. trace it all back to the elbow, can't you? Concussion. That was the end of him, right there and then. That's when the football stopped and the eating started. At that, that specific elbow. <laughs> but there's been no actual picture of him since. They always use that same photo. I'm probably was it Newcastle when he, when he actually looked okay. In the cup game, they use the same picture of him all the time. It's like he's never been seen since. I quite enjoyed that Alan Shearer was at Pentandori last week as well. That was quite good. That seems to be the place that they all go it's, to. It's the place to be. Pentandori. Sorry, Shifna Balti. A silly question. I was going to say, I wonder if Gladden's ever been to Pentandori. Clearly, he's been to have. I think we, we put a picture on Instagram to celebrate the man, and I think he did like it as well, which is quite nice to see. I wonder where he's gone for his leavers meal. Gladden, I wonder where, where, where he went. Somewhere, somewhere a bit posh, <laughs> somewhere a bit posh like Andrews or Dilshad. Yeah. Or maybe he kept it real and went to Jivans and Broad Street Ooh. at two in the morning because that's the only time you go to Jivans. You don't go there. I've only, I've only ever been to Jivans once, and that was two o'clock in the morning. That's it, that's the only time you go. When you've come out of blast off, then you go into Jivans. For a, a, if you don't like me, you eat a third of it and take the rest there with a doggy bag. <laughs> that's why you eat my Jivans curry. Oh, Paul Gladden, you so many good times. Let's all pray silence. For a moment, important. There we go. Sorry, this done. Thank you, Gladden. Thank you for the memories, and we shall crack on. Oh, let's talk about the last game, then, gentlemen. It was a three-nil defeat at the Etihad Stadium against Man City. Jesus with two, and a goal for Sace gave Man City. Or three points, but there were two big talking points in the game, and you can argue it basically was done after 15 minutes when Bolly got sent off for a straight red card. Gentlemen, we're going to talk the penalty, the red card. Trying to put that out of your mind for a second, as a general, as I said, although it was a spirited performance, we defended well for large periods of the game, it was kind of done and dusted for a large spot of the game, which was disappointing going into it, knowing our record against the top six. How did everybody feel in general? Thing is, we hadn't actually turned up until sending off anyway. Mm. Uh, the lineup was the playing with the five in the middle or with the two up front. It just didn't work. It was like we in the games against the big boys. We've gone three four three and matched them and gone at them, and it was almost like too much respect. And they just took the, the, they were taking a piss out of us before the red card anyway. Mm. Um, so when that happened, it was all like, well, okay, fair enough. We just seemed too nervous, I thought, yeah, he from just the start. Never got started, anyway. No, it, it, was, it was just like, there was something very wrong with the whole setup. And we came out and, I said no one was really up for it, but it was just weird. I mean, playing in a morgue don't help at things anyway. Um, only us lot singing, but it was just flat. The whole thing was just flat, and then that just summed it up. And you just know then, our record at Bristol City aside last year, that with 10 men we don't perform anyway. Yeah, let alone against one of the best teams in the world. 
Adam, you were living the high life in corporate once again. Again. What was the corporate view of that? What was your champagne tinting glasses telling you about that game? From a warm seat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we was up against it anyway, weren't we? Right from the get-go, 11v11. 11 and after 15 minutes, you could have feasibly just said, what's the, what's the point? Mm. What's the point? Because nothing's going to happen here. I mean, two of them have got something out of the game beforehand. Was in the in with all the players they've got and, the, and how they can turn it on. Uphill task straight away, but um, yeah, like I see. So we just didn't seem right from the get go. We didn't see him like our normal tenacious self, really. And then with the first goal, I just it was a complete switch off at the back, wasn't it? Um, as far as atmosphere goes, yeah, it was it was boring. Because the city fans don't seem, do they? They just don't. No, it just like on telly, it just seemed surreal at times. It was well, whether that's because as as fan for the last, for the last few years, I've been watching teams. Whether they turn up and they just watch teams get smashed off the park every week, maybe it just numbs you a little bit, and you just don't have anything worth thinking about. Oh, it's just it's just Wolves today. That'll be that'll Standard. be session. Yeah, yeah. They only get excited for when a Champions League game comes around or if it's a top of the table clash. I don't know, but it's. Yeah, soulless, just just boring because you can just hear people's like conversations all around you, and that's all. That's just that was the backdrop to the game, just hearing people talk. There was more atmosphere in that Oldham Cup replay in Molly when there was about six thousand there, about five years ago than there was yesterday. It was a joke. I mean, the fact that they said there were fifty-four thousand there anyway, no, there wasn't. There's was more. More. It was probably a bit. It was struggling to be over forty. The amount of empty seats the all over the place. There, it was. But again, it probably a bit like us playing teams like Oldham and Aldershot and things like that in earlier ends of the cup. And we don't care for that game, games like that. We don't sing, but they don't sing anyway. It's just this. They've got Blue Moon on the screen that comes up and raises itself. But that's it. That, that's all they did all game. It was just pathetic, really. Dan, you were a TV goer just like myself. Yeah. What was your view from your television screen? There's just levels in there. 11 versus 11, it was going to be a struggle last night. Going to, The first goal's uh, awesome pass by Laporte through to Sane. Obviously, Doherty switched off, but um, when you when one year then after that sort of time, it's always going to be a maintenance task. Um, I'd, personally, I couldn't care about it last night now. We've done Man City a favour, put the pressure back on Liverpool, which is what the country what wants, we want. what, what we all wanted. Liverpool to win the league, no deal. Uh, move on uh, it was the first time this season that a team had had a player sent off conceded a penalty and um, oh, I've, I've written this completely wrong I've messed the start up everybody I know, it's the, I know what you're referring to yeah the, the player sent off conceded a penalty and scored an goal in a single game all season history makers we are Again. history makers doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll make history. Little victories. Little victories. Let's talk about the controversial points. Let's talk about the red controversy. Bolly sent off for a straight red. This one really was a 50-50 with people on the old Twitter land and fans throughout the country of whether this should have been a straight red. Gentlemen, let's do a yay or nay around the board first and then we'll kind of gauge this a bit more. Dan, yay or nay for yeah. the red? It's a yay. Adam? I've changed my mind. So I'm a yes now. It's a yay. Oh, it was a no. Mm. See, there is referendum talk after all. Uh, I, uh, without seeing the replay, I turned to Blake as soon as he did it. I said, he's gone there. That's ridiculous. Mm. He's, just, he's left the floor. 
He's left the almost with a high pitch of that villa fan then. <laughs> um he's left the floor with both feet off the ground. You're getting sent off for that. Stupid. So you're still a yay? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a nay. You can't I'm show your studs nowadays. Like you know, twenty four years the, ago, the crowd what? would have applauded him, and, he, and that would have been it. But it, you can't raise your studs. If it had been the picture that people were putting around, that it, just a slide tackle off the, on the floor, that's not a red. It's not even a yellow card. But the fact that he left the floor is what in all the pictures on Twitter. That picture didn't get posted until I put it on. I mm. couldn't find it anywhere. I had to go on the video and take a screenshot and put it on myself because no one was sharing that picture. I can, I can kind of understand it in the circumstance why the referee in the moment gives it but when I was watching it I was thinking oh that's a good tackle what? And he could just see it coming where, where and that? he clearly wins the ball. You can't win the ball but I, can, the I, also, I also understand the argument that in this day and age unfortunately those tackles are That's the biggest thing the game's gone. gone now you can't do challenges like that you can't and win also, the ball first to the player I think someone made the point why is he making such a tackle at that area of the pitch when there's no immediate threat well, It happened pretty much right in, right in front of me and, and my, my initial instinct straight away literally that like, first second was like oh, we could be in trouble here but then I, but then I, just, I turned and I said to, I said to Mez I went but no, he should be right because he didn't. His foot, his foot was really low. You could see he made as, as much effort as he could to keep his foot low, low down. But then you just thought you can, you know, when the rest can send someone off, you can't. You, you, mm. can, you can tell in the body language what, what's going, what's coming. And and then at the time, I was really, I felt quite strongly about it because I thought, no, no, he kept, he kept his foot low. He, he like, he wasn't sheen above the ball, over the ball. He got the ball, which I know is a bit of an irrelevance, but. I thought no, no. I was. I really didn't think he was a red card. But then, even Nuno himself has just accepted it. Mm. So, so he, you know, he, he he appreciates what it was. But then, as you said, there was no need, really. Yeah. I mean, he could have just done like a normal. He didn't. I mean, when you watch his body language, he wanted to. He just really wanted to just pile in yeah. on that for, for some unknown reason. I don't know why. He yeah. really wanted just to jump and pile yeah. in. And you put that shot on where he was yeah. off the floor, which isn't. Which obviously is coming to the refs thinking. Because yeah, yeah. for the ref, it's all about is the player in control of what he's doing, and if he's if he's jumping in the air, he's not in control. Yeah. So getting the balls irrelevant because you're still endangering well, that's, players. And that was from my because from where you were, you saw it with in front of you coming towards you, wouldn't you? And f- no, it was like side. It was side on, but where, where we angle. would be, we would relatively be behind. That is just squash. Um, <laughs> we would, Another glass of champagne, <laughs> sir. <laughs> we would be on it, and that's you, my way. You could, I mean, he hadn't even been wound up. It wasn't like it was a retribution or or oh, oh, stick one on you for no reason. It was just ridiculous. He deserved to be sent off just for being so stupid in the first place. It was just, it was a nonsense. But you could see as soon as as soon as he lunged in, he was gone. It's quite strange because he'd gone was it twenty odd games this season with no cards at all. We mentioned this before, didn't we? Mm. The previous podcast, and then he got the very next game. He got booked within half an hour against Palace, and he's gone. Show them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna top that. <laughs> I'm gonna top that. I want to get needlessly sent off. Uh, yeah, Nuno said that um, he thought it was a red, and there's gonna be no appeal as well. Did anyone see these interesting comments? People thought it was a, a tactical from Nuno <laughs> to say he thought it was a red. You know, not that he can have his own opinion. I think he needs to see some kind of ethereal messiah that he's thinking things way too. He's thinking the next step ahead, like a chess master. Some people no, watch just, so much Info Wars yeah. or something. About he's it. just telling the truth. That's what he's doing. Ridiculous, Dan. Some any more thoughts? Idiots, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, he ain't the oracle from Matrix, is he? He's just a football manager. He's just being honest. He's a red card. He didn't help, but it's 
Bolly on Bernardo Silva, like, I don't know. Let's, let's give it to you guys. Mark Henry on Rey Mysterio. That sort of size difference. <laughs> well done, well done. Got all the, the reference. Yeah, got yeah, all yeah. the City players in surrounding the ref as soon as the challenge happens. Big club bias. If that would have been the other way around, would it have been a red? Go back to the first game of the season, was Jagielka's a red card and Jota's same sort of challenge? Yeah. If it was, was. If, that, if that would have been on a worst player, I would have wanted it to be a red card. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. So, uh, Bolly, three-game ban now. So, he'll miss the games against uh, Leicester, West Ham and the FA Cup game against Stoke or Shrewsbury, although you probably know by now uh, when you're listening. Let's talk about the penalty, gentlemen. Bennett bringing down Sterling. Or did he? Once again, Stuart, I'll stay go with you. Yay or nay on the penalty? Well, yeah. You don't give them the option to go down, do you? You again, stupidity. Adam, he's, there's hardly yeah, there's hardly any contact, but there is contact. He's brushed him. He's he's a feather anyway. He's gonna go down. Don't put yourself in the position where you're gonna give the ref an option. That's what all you gotta do. Adam, yay or nay on the penalty? It's annoying when we talk about like giving players the option because it's essentially cheating, still, isn't it? If you give someone an option to say, oh, oh, you let there's oh, there's a window here where I can go down. Mm. Again, which annoys me, and I, well, I've only watched it back the once, and I'm not, I'm not completely convinced. So I'm a no for this one. I, only, I was only convinced when I saw the replay, and you could see that Sterling goes down right. on his own foot. Dan, sorry, your yay and nay. If it was the other way around, I'd want a penalty for it. It's a soft one, but it's like what you're saying. As soon as a bit. Of- Bit of contact in the box nowadays, players get down, don't they? And if it was a VAR appeal, it would have still been kept as yeah. a penalty because it happened to get at Fulham. The referee didn't have a good enough view to give it, in my opinion. If you, if you see the one picture where he's got quite a few bodies in front of him, but there's still enough contact for it to be given. But you could hear the contact, though, that was the thing. Even though it was very little, because it was right in front of us in the way in that corner. You Again, it was, I, only, I watched the replay this afternoon and I thought, mm, yeah, okay, fine. But my first instinct was that's a penalty. All day long, just from just from seeing it with my own eyes right in front of me, just you can just kind of, you know, what, Bennett's reaction as well. It was like his, his head just kind of wobbled a bit after after he'd done it. You're like, well, you give him the option and he's took it because he's Raheem Sterling. That's what he does. It's naive. Yeah. naive, that's all it is. Uh, then let's go back to the first goal. Then Jesus opened the scoring to make it one nil, and the, the big thing is that pass. It was a great pass. I know we can talk about Doc switching off, but ultimately, it was a great pass. I think Gully put in our group that he's never seen Wolf, under Nuno never seen Wolves opened up like that before. No, well, sometimes which you is just, weird <laughs> given how well defensively we are. You just got to applaud greatness sometimes and not try and pick holes in people. Where it was a superb pass. It was it. It was a wonder ball. That's what it was. And even if he were, if he wasn't, he hadn't switched off. There's no saying that he would have got to it anyway. Because it was just a great pass and a great cross. The port cost more than our defence. Fifty-eight yeah, million. Fifty odd million, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the difference, isn't it? So that's what we're playing up against this season. Next season, we've got the financial fair play. We had to worry about that. We'll sign like Maldini. We'll just give him new knees and stuff. There you go. Would this have happened if we had Pepe in defence? It wouldn't. This would have been the perfect debut for Pepe, wouldn't it? Maybe Bolly stepped up. He, said, he thought you want Pepe. I, I can do Pepe. I'll get. I'll give him straight red. If that's what you want. I can do a boss. What? <laughs> uh, and then obviously half time. It, it was basically over. Then obviously Sace's own goal near uh, the end. But uh, the rest of the game, I think you can. If you try look at it out of the context of those other bits, we did 
defend well for a large part of the game. We were under the cost for a bit. We really limited Man City two chances and if you're going to take positives away at least you can take that away is it? I Little think the thing positive is that we played 70 minutes against Man City and we kept it to 3-0 mm. I think that they took their foot off the pedal at 2 didn't they they never came out second half to really push you well that, that's down to them but I mean when they've just been when they've been hitting teams left right and centre for a lot of, we've been, to play against them against 11 is hard enough but play against 10 and I don't, well, we had fair, a couple of chances as well. Ederson got bored, didn't he? And he came out for a stint in midfield. That was a bit annoying. No. But we had, we had that one chance with Johnny, didn't we? We squared it across, and I think Jota just missed just, it. Just, yeah. just, just missed it. But then there was one. I think it was nil nil when Jimenez put Doherty through on goal. He'd done that same thing again, where he gets into the like, ball line position and just hoofs it uh, over the defence instead of going hard and low. That, wasn't that one nil when he put it through? Was it? it was the first when, the, when we came back to the telly coverage. Yeah. Wolves were on the attack and created that chance. But mainly, we think would it, like especially Jota stands, would that have made a difference, or would that have just like, angered Man City more? It to might have. Spur give, them yeah, on? It gives Never us something to fight for, doesn't it? I think that's like why we played so well at Arsenal because we went one 0 up. They had a reason to to dig in as much as they did. It just felt like to me at the start we almost went. I think, like Stu said, too respectful. We almost went too deep, and we played the tactic. A tactic which has usually worked for us when it's like 60 minutes into a game and we're winning 1-0 and we think, right, we'll let them come to us and we'll break. We just thought, well, we'll just sit deep and, and try and break them. It just just invited Man City too much to to get that opening goal. When it, I mean, uh, we um, when Triora came on, it was we, we all just looked through to the two and we've just given up here. He's just took the defeat and it's damaged limitation because that's, that's pretty much what it, you can see the body language of everyone, again, of everyone there. They were just... Let's just keep it down now. Let's not try. If we can get something on the break, and if you can go and run and do something miraculous, then fine. But it just seemed like okay, we'll take this one. And then we took Jota off and him and there saving for Saturday. It was just like okay, fine. So everyone just had a bit of a sing song for, for the best part of an hour. Uh, did anyone else stand out on the game? I've noticed Matinho, Duncan, Patricio. Wise. Not really. I had a lot to drink, so it just, <laughs> it just, it just seemed a bit of a haze second half to me. You and your corporate lifestyle, eh? Me and my la dee types. But, look, that's right. I thought Martino did well. Dunk seemed to have a solid game again. Patricio, I thought, did well with the chances that came at him. Yeah. Can't really complain. I would, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I'd say Den Donker played well. He's, and he's, you would say that he's probably going to be the one who steps in for Bolly now for the next three mm. games. Sais could arguably go there. That's where he plays from Rocco, isn't it? Left of the three. Yeah. But you would say Den Donker would go in for the next few games. So it's his... his his opportunity now to to stake a claim to to try and get that position. Because if Bolly's if Bolly's out there for three games, he should say right. Well, I've got to show Nuno now why I should be starting. You've signed me for twelve million quid. Show I've got to show you now why I should be starting ahead. So I thought he played really well um, in the centre half. I know when he normally plays for us, he plays at centre mid, doesn't he, for us? But um, I did think he put in a, a good a good shift. The Belgian here, then. The Belgian Neil Hemblum. That's the height of compliment. <laughs> and we'll talk, you know, we'll talk about it more in the the Leicester game. But it's funny how one player and you think, right, we've got to reorganise art of our team now. A bit strange. Yeah, it was it was always going to happen eventually. Bring um, back halls. <laughs> Bring back. Halls. Well, he's doing he's doing his undercover work perfectly mm. well. Um, I thought actually, to be fair, uh, Traore did it pretty well. He did all right. Well, he's because there was no expectation on him just giving the ball and run and run into him 
And that's what he does well. Pep said he's the fastest player he's ever seen. He's getting that big now. He's, he's closing. I don't fit him any very soon. I mean, you look at that tweet from um, Judy yesterday, and his shorts don't fit anymore. His thighs are that big. And I saw it, that. We saw <laughs> that we had a, a Twitter account follow us yesterday called um, Try Away Slides. Oh, there you go. So he's got his own the, the, the parody sen- account. The sentient. <laughs> Dan, anyone noticeable for you at all yesterday? Just repeat what these because I think Den Donk was anyone who really came with any credit. Patricia did some decent saves for what was put on him. Troy I just felt really sorry for him because he never really... It was he, a one-man job, wasn't he it, really? He's not messy, is he? I know, I know he, tra- he played with him as a kid, but he ain't messy, is he? He's just... We'll sign him because he used to play Odell Beckham with a football in there. <laughs> not an American football. I, I like Troy Orr, but I think he's just on a hiding to nothing when he's, he's being thrown on an half-time like that. He came on and he, he, he kept the, the ball away from... Uh, defensive area when he had the chance, and I think that was the that was the goal. I think it's probably one of them games where the play the subs at half time are thinking, don't, don't bring me on. Look, look just hoping <laughs> that the gaffer doesn't bring him on. Don't don't make me come on to this. Just let me sit on the bench for the next point five and let me go home. What am who, I going to do? Who wants to come in a half time? Everybody just looking around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so all in all, gentlemen, it was going into it. Obviously, a lot of excitement. And it was just very disappointing after that 10-minute mark, really, where you just felt, all right, we've got to really pain ourselves through the next 80 minutes of this. Yeah, it, just, it, it, it was like what Alex said, and it was the first one for a long time where you think, why, why have we done this to ourselves? Mm. Why have we bothered? But it was a free hit, everybody. It's a sh- it was a free <laughs> it hit. It wasn't a free hit. It's a shame, because like, it's obviously one of the biggest games on, on the calendar, and for it to just be all over after, what, 19 minutes, when everyone could just go, right, just... just Go around then, make out should we get an early start back? It's a shame because Man City fans felt like that, didn't they? Looking at the the, the crowd, they thought, "Oh, we're done now. Let's go." Some of them didn't even go. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Dan, I want to talk to you about um, the commentary because to me, it just I don't know. If it yeah, just yeah. felt. I mean, a lot of people saying it felt a bit biased. I'd, a couple of people made a, a good point that it felt a bit like the game had already gone, so the commentator was just trying to fill the thought, time yeah. with anything. What did you yeah, think? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it was easy to. Swoon over City, but when you're only playing against ten men with the players that they've got, they're gonna look nice on the eye, ain't they? Mm. I don't know what else to say apart from that. It's just one of them things where you just got to appreciate what's in front of you. And Chinch is a Man City fan as well. That Chinch. It's probably the worst thing that could have happened for Sky, really, wasn't it? The text such an early lead, and then the red card happens because the casual fans just gonna turn off. Aren't yeah, they? Yeah, if yeah. that had been a normal Monday night football, I would have turned off and played Spider Man again. Yeah, it was just. It would be interesting actually if there is any. Structure or something. Dead. <laughs> oh, yes. That's not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting if there is actually viewing figures and turn off figures for that game because he, I can't imagine anyone would have sat through the whole thing. What's the point? I feel the one commentator did say about it hasn't really been the most compelling contest that we were expecting. It's like Card- Cardiff Newcastle earlier in the season. Wasn't that bad? It wasn't that bad. I've seen better Sunday league games over Fairless Park than that. Oh well. One to forget. Forget about One it. One to forget, really. Move, Move on. on. Move on, as everybody says. Move on. That's what Twitter tells me. So no, that's what I'm going to do. What I said before the game, there's no point getting points last night and then losing to Leicester. So yeah. we've, let's let's get a win on Saturday and then this will all be forgot about, won't it? Then we can focus on winning the FA Cup. Or he's got a goo frankly. That's what'll happen. So only a matter of time if he loses another home game, that'll be what? Six and eight. Yeah. I mean, lost the dressing room in my eyes. Go again. Go again. 
Right, let's do transfer rumours and stuff like that, everybody. Oh, $20. I wanted a peanut. $20 can buy many peanuts. Explain how. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Uh, firstly, Tammy Abraham. Deal's dead, according to your boy Tim Spears. Oh, so done. Anyway, we didn't want him anyway, did we? No, I never wanted him without writing. I'm, 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 I'm adamant on that. I think it, it would have been another... It would have been very similar to Fabi last year, where he, he doesn't exactly fit in. He's a bit of a plan B. It, it'd be very frustrating, but he probably would have got a few goals for us. But then you look at the state he was in at Wigan on Saturday, that, and that's it that he missed there. Well, he might have been a lucky escape. Uh, other transfers linked to then Mortis Bauer, uh, right back from Stoke for a loan deal, which has come a bit out of left field. That one, um, Stoke manager suggesting there's not really anything in it. Uh, what do we know this guy? Let's do the round of do we know Bauer? At least you're saying it right. I practice all day. You're the 24 box age. Yeah. <laughs> no, God knows. I thought it's like a Monday Morris Volts. He's played for Arsenal, who's mm. probably equally a shit. Did but you, did we've you, got no right back, have we, anyway? We've no. got three full-backs. Well, we need competition, and that's so. where he's looked at it as a temporary thing. Adam, did you know I've said player? I've heard of him. I'm pretty sure I've seen him once. That's it. <laughs> I honestly can't give any input in it, because I don't know if he's good at all. I mean, he plays for Stoke, so that's probably a little negative straight away, but I, I don't know. I, I, you can only trust the... They've got recruitment guys because I'm sure they know what they're doing. But... Got to trust those five thousand applications. Applications, five thousand people. They uh, they look at. Well, got, to, got to trust the database. If he hasn't been playing for Stoke, I mean, how shit they are, then that might be a good thing. That he's, he actually doesn't fit into their hoofball regime. He fell out with Rowett, didn't he? I think Rowett fell out with Rowett. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's dead gone. All I know is he, I think he was one of their highlights that got the season that got relegated. Because remember my mate having him in his dream team because he's got a long throw. That's all he's can't about. Can't replace Bennett's long throws. One on each side. Got that covered already. That's it, you can't have him then. Strike him off. Get him off the database. I did see on like one of the Wolves Facebook pages when like it was it was, it was being linked to him, what, what are your thoughts, and literally everyone was negative. Well, I mean, I don't know who the think we're going to sign right back was in January. Cafu's retired. <laughs> uh, who, who else is out there? You ain't just going to like... Who, uh, Valencia from Man United that ain't going to happen what sort of right back are you thinking we're going to get in January a £50 million one, Andy Thompson's in the commentary box it's, it's happening Muscat's available yeah Victor Moses oh I did say when you know when Edison was taking the piss that was the time we needed a Kevin Muscat off the bench just to break someone's legs he wouldn't have had that would he no was, going back to the Edison thing didn't didn't he handball it Oh, he said that at first. No. It looked handball on, on the telly. It like, it on the telly, looked like. I, mean, I don't think they even did a replay for it. No, no, he just he, he, he went to head it, and his arms were like that. But you know, he was nowhere near. Sky with their bias. Yeah, they never tried that replay, replay of it. were they? Yeah, the audio feature there. Arms in the air. Now that would have. How long was left? Was it like the one oh, about ten. Ten minutes Maybe, still left. Yeah, there was enough time for us to win the game. And had Man City used all their subs? I don't think United United City got the third by that point, had they? Could you imagine? Zimmy, it's just bias. Would have been tasty. Even at 3 0 down, would have been tasty. <laughs> no, I, I hate all of them, though. Edison, Allison. What, I mean, Neuer started doing all this pissing about. It's just not. You're not goalkeepers anymore. It it's was not... the ultimate insult, wasn't it? I know Edison, I know you know Pep likes his players, the goalkeepers who can who can play football. But it was a bit of an insult that he came out that far and was just toying. Doing one twos. We've got the midfield. It was just. Yeah. I mean, if it's our end, you, we're loving it, aren't we? We think it's the greatest thing. Well, the Warsaw's was all lame, weren't they? To passes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Mm. 
That was quite. That was well, probably the highlight of the night for me. We had to kind of create our own entertainment because yeah. it, it was so bad. Um, but they were up for any kind of banter anyway. So we just when when they started singing, you just a shit. You just a shit North Bank where they all started leaving. So that was pretty brilliant. But. But one mate who was in the away and said there was a Man City fan with ginger hair and they were singing to him, Chesney, Chesney, where's your dad? <laughs> that was, yeah. That was, that was, I'm not looking for highlights of last night because there wasn't many. Eagles everywhere. They, they did that to him at the uh, home game as well. Did um, One out of the Roy's Bonatini. Looks like he's going to go out on loan. Uh, 12 goals this season. Well, this season, last season. Had a great start to last season. But obviously petered out. Probably the best move, really, for all parties. He's, he's what appeared once a season, which was a sub against Spurs in the last few minutes. He was never going to start. He wasn't obviously wasn't on the bench uh, for the man, for the City game. Um, unfortunate for him because obviously people questioned him when he first started. But had that brilliant run, but it's never clicked for him at the start of last year. I've had two birthdays in the time he scored a league goal. He's mm. just shitty. He, he had a, he had a purple patch. And then we he, we saw his true self. I feel sorry for him, like, just yeah. because just because of that start he had, and, and those goals con- massively contributed to yeah, that title the season. I mean, you ain't gonna you, if you're in his position, like Lord Gladden, you're not gonna say, "Oh no, I'm not good enough here," because you're gonna say, "Yeah, I'll sign the three-year deal," and then we paid five million quid for him. Of course, you're gonna say that, but he's just he was never he wasn't good enough last year. And we still, we still signed him. It's baff- it, It's generally baffling why people have spent time and effort to, to to get him to sit down and get him to sign this deal when he hadn't scored for the last half of the championship campaign. And suddenly we're going, what, what, what are we going to do about Bonatini? Uh, yeah, let's sign him. It just he had to go for six months, but we'll sign yeah. him. It just felt well, like uh, stuff didn't work out behind the scenes. We need another striker. Yeah. Oh, remember Bonatini? Yeah, well, just he'll he'll play for us. Come on, give us a deal. Andres Andres Silva didn't want to come. They got a good deal for a foul B. Steve Ball still retired. He's just that was the only option we had left by the sounds of it. Should have got David Connolly back, shouldn't we? David Connolly. But you know what? It's, 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 it is it is it is it is daft though. Like because he's we I think he played against Leicester the the away leg, and might have come on for a few minutes. He scored against Sheffield Wednesday in the away in the League Cup. In the cup. This season, yeah. And that so basically in the league, he's just not an option. Even if he's on the bench, he's not an option. Nuno never, hardly ever, if ever, turns to him. So it's, just, it's pointless. It's pointless in being here. Just waste the time, effort, money, everything. You'd rather have Ashley Seal or Samuels on the bench rather than him, just just to give one of the young strokers a go, just to give him a bit of experience being on the bench at least. I'd rather put Max Kilman on. <laughs> oh, Max Kilman. I think it's just because he's one of the Portuguese-speaking lads, and he's nice to have around to have a game of cards and pool with, keep them occupied outside of the training ground. We'll still give you a spot on the bench, Leo. You see, right. he, he started off well because he was actually getting into the six-yard box and then by December he was that shagged because he never had a pre-season. He never even reached the box when we got to the box. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for him. I do feel sorry yeah, for him. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, but it just it was it's never going to work. Yeah, out. If those 12 goals were stat- spread out over the course of the season, you might look upon it differently because he rattled them in yeah, before, sh- before Christmas Birmingham and away. dropped off a cliff after Birmingham, goal-scoring-wise. The curse of that place. Just never gives anything good, does it? Uh, who wants to do some quick fire transfer rumours, everybody? Quick fire! Of course we do! Way. Was, that jing- was that a jingle? Quick, 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 quick fire! fire. Uh, Benjamin Tetter, striker from Sparta Prague, £11 million bid. Have you heard of Benjamin Tetter? Oh, Tetters. 
Tetters. He's got the Tekkers as well, hasn't he? Tetters got Tekkers. Yeah. The headline's right in itself. Stu, heard of him? Yeah, I've never seen him, though. Oh, I've heard the name, he's just one of them. That you... Football hipster here. Adam, heard of him? Was it 20 acceleration football manager, 19 pounds? I'm, I'm lying, I've never heard of him. <laughs> Dan, heard of him? Never heard of him. Well, 11 million pound bid, coming to the paps. He's Where a been? decent goal scoring record, though. So. Good thing with his little football manager knowledge, eh? But if you listen to on, on the continents and every football podcast possible, then you're going to hear these names. And so you've got access to this database, all the fine <laughs> yeah. players on, you must have. I love the, the, the thought of um, people from the continent drinking Wensfield with you. <laughs> if you appeal from the continent, have you heard him over here? <laughs> Going the pheasant. Oh dear God! There was a, there was someone in the um, <laughs> in the target on um, Monday. He came in at ten past eight, and he he was refused <laughs> because he was too. Is that a new record? Yeah, I've never a, seen it. What a bloke! Because he'd gone up, he'd been in the moon from seven, and he'd been, he'd been on the double gins. For forty-five minutes, <laughs> we got a taxi to the Tiger, and said, nah, you, you can't go home and sober up. Have a coffee, like most people do at this time. Just sit there, say, oh, can, I, "Can I just have a water?" Said, You're not having anything. Just go home. What a man! He wanted a water just to give his brain the thought <laughs> that it was gin. <laughs> did, did, he, did he come back with his horse? <laughs> oh, legend that That's guy. Bill Simmons. Uh One going out rumor: Cody linked with uh, Arsenal and Liverpool next summer. Yeah, of course he is. I can't no see chance. it. I can't see it personally. Really can't see it. Even even with his England call up, to it's going to happen. Arsenal or Liverpool next summer. I'm sure. I saw a Liverpool fan tweet like Cody and Van Dijk in like a back four. It's like that's never going to work. He can't play in a back four. Cody can't. Nah. Cody would jump at the chance of going back to Liverpool. Surely, if that opportunity he prob- came, he up. probably would. But I can't see. I can't see them being interested in him at the minute because. Dan said it's not the right fit at the minute. Yeah, same. It's the same as Arsenal. Arsenal are never going to sign an English centre back. No chance. Uh, another one, Josh Meyer. Is it Josh Meyer, Sunderland striker? He was the um, he, well, one of my best mates. He's a Sunderland fan, so I've seen a, a bit of him other than on the Netflix documentary as well. He, young kid, he's I don't know. He's, he's he seems like he's got a bit of a bad attitude. To be fair. Badass with a heart of gold. That was the one Newcastle fans were singing. You've got cheesy chips on your head. <laughs> uh, anyone else heard of him? I hadn't heard of him before. No, nope. no. Nope. I've seen him, but I don't know how good he is. Uh, Rogerio, which just sounds like a really continental name for Roger. Uh, left back at Juventus, eighteen million euros. He speaks Portuguese. I haven't got that note. Le- so, le- he's in. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> You're in. You pass the test. You're in. I've never heard of him. No, I me think, neither. No, we, we, we don't need a left back anyway. Right back, yes. But we need players to appease the people. <laughs> just bring in any player and that'll just appease everybody. We've got one, but we sent him on loan until the summer. <laughs> just getting another goalkeeper in, doesn't matter. It's a player. If people can't be satisfied with a bit of wang in January, <laughs> then what more do they want? <laughs> um, and the final one on the rumours so far, Abubakar Essahal. See? Look how many pronounced that these was names. like straight from Martin Tyler's scrapbook. That was <laughs> Dave. You can't just make players. That's up. why he went to get the piece of paper <laughs> that, from the yeah, other room. That was a regen player from Football Manager. <laughs> that was uh, another striker. Never heard of from him. From Gump. Is it Gump? Gangomp. Gangomp. That's the one. Nearly there. Nearly there. And have you heard of him? Because no. I haven't. No. no. I'm going to shock you right now. Oh, I've not heard of him. Oh, French football shit. The way you can't. You watch if you try and sit there and suffer through watching Lyon when it's anyone other than the big four, it's just 
You might as well just watch League Two. Uh, and that's that's transfer rumours of other day. Good. We, we know none of these players. Brilliant. In conclusion. But they will be celebrated heroes when we sign them. Apart from Jack Barrett right back. That's all we know. Uh, right, we're going to do more on Leicester. We've got the quiz and Twitter corner after this. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody, and we're going to talk about stadium move now. Uh, there was a piece in the Times over the weekend from your boy Jeff Shee uh, talking about um, many things that are going on at Wolves at the moment, and one of the points that was keyed out uh, was the potential redevelopment of Molyneux. What came at the piece was that a, a, a move away from Molyneux to redevelop the stadium wasn't off the table, although your boy Tim Spears says that their sources say it isn't an option. But gentlemen, if Wolves were to redevelop on you, would you welcome a move away from our hollow turf? Or does it have to be where our home is? Would it be good for the city, bad for the city? What do you think? Would Never you welcome in a million it? years. No? No chance. The, it's bad enough up there as, as it is, but you'd, the, the city centre would just die. It relies on Wolves 23-ish times a year. Without that, then half them bars are shut down. Half the, the golden black calf wouldn't survive. It's just, it's just out of the question. It's just. I have to have to tell it somewhere Muriel down as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. When, when you got the, the council, the university, and walls doing a, a mural for a bit of concrete, all joining forces together, it's in everyone's best interest to just stay, stay exactly where it is. And I think it, all this talk of moving away is just a bargaining chip, saying, "Well, if you don't let us do what we want, we'll just go." It's weird, isn't it? Because it's almost like the council has only just realised, whether different factors for that, that they actually need to put a bit of money into regening the city centre. And if walls are gone the trajectory that we hope we are, and they seem to be going at the minute, it's just it's so vital to keep the the ground there. And it's almost like the the, the council now have got to keep up with the pace at which the club is going and what they're trying to do. And like Stu said, if you put it outside of where it is, outside the city centre, I think someone was Alex suggested potentially, like like for example, it could be on the I fifty four. Yeah, but Alex doesn't drink now. That's this is the thing. <laughs> Alex, Alex is in Alex's world. That doesn't matter. And for people who drive to the game, it doesn't matter. But for the vast majority of people who do, and the, the social part, of the whole thing. But that's I mean. I think that's a danger. Is if they, it, I don't know, not to say they would do this, but if foes and, and the team see that they are going far past what the city is doing to accommodate the potential influx of fans that are going to come in, maybe they would think, well, we'll just we'll accommodate for them elsewhere in the city. It's a dangerous game. Playing. Yeah. You, mean, you, you alienate your current customer, ba- a lot of your current customer base for a possible future. No, you would, no sensible person would do that, really. Um, I just think it's... If there was absolutely no option and it was like the fifties where there was two, there was rows on either side and there was it was pending and there was no choice, fine. But there is, and you can get sixty. You can put the Emirates in the space that the current model you holds. You can just overlay it on Google Maps to yourself. She's <laughs> <laughs> tested it many times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone someone did it. And I, I tested you really it wanted to do it. You must do it. And that place has got padded seats and it's massive. And if that can fit there in that space, all you're gonna do is build a bridge over. The, first, will probably pay for that as well. Build a bridge to because uh, you ain't gonna get sixty thousand people going through the subway. It's bad enough twenty now. Um, all you gotta do is just the infrastructure needs to be a bit better. 
but again that's just a let the council sort it out. Because the thing is, uh, clubs are often said they're like the pillars of the community, like in in city towns, cities. So it's a dangerous game where you would just pick, try and take the club away from the city because then you use the community field. I mean, yeah. The council would be mad to put obstacles in the Forest's path about redevelopment because why would the council want to remove thirty thousand people going to the city centre mm. every other week? Let's say so. It'd be mad for them, really. And for what it's worth, I don't. We don't need at this moment in time. We don't need like a fifty thousand seat stadium. Because we're nowhere near at all. I don't think yeah. we're near that at the minute. We we we're just we're just not at the moment. The current um, redevelopment plans that have been said are fine. Extend the South Bank and then redo the steeple. I think after that, I think you're fine. I know from Fosun's point of view, they will want the big dick stadium and they'll yeah, want it yeah, yesterday yeah. they just do because they want to show it off and they say we, we, this is Fosun we are Wolves this is Air Stadium they want they want to show off a big sort of uh, masterpiece of a stadium but we've been here before we, you, you put the stadium before the team mm. still on the air first season back I know they've got grand plans but even if you, th- you throw in say next season Let's say the players that we've signed don't gel. We start to struggle a little mm. bit. What's the point then in having a massive stadium if the team's not established? You must need to invest more next summer to bring in players who are going to be right up there for the next two or three years to then go to the stadium. Look, you know, look at Man City's side. I know they've got world-class players, but look at how many of those players have been there for that long now and may still be there next season. Well, I get there's, 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 you- there's less teething problems with... Just having a new stadium because you're playing your current one till the new one's ready, then you just move. Whereas on this one, we're going to have a period of it's going to look a bit shit when the stadium's being built while we're still playing in it. Mm. But just my humble, worthless opinion, I don't think that we should be moving away. Um, Perhaps this is the one thing where I'm a bit, you know, I'm traditionalist in. We've been here for so long. That I just like to see that continue. Mm. But it, like I said, it may, it may come a time where it's not an option, where they can't work it out with the council. Jeff Fos and whoever just said, "No, I want the fifty thousand all singing or dancing stadiums. Everyone can have heated padded seats all round, and I want that yesterday." Yeah, then yeah. you know, we've got, unfortunately we'll have to just go go with it wherever this new stadium may or may not be. But there's so many knock-on effects to having a new stadium that needs to be factored in. But it, it it affects the like I think you said like it, it's such a hub for the city centre. I remember and I remembered in the summer I did an interview with someone from France Football who's basically Le Keep about the the new season and I met them at the the Hogs in town, which is a Tuesday evening, midsummer, and I know this shit, but it was just dead. And like when we did the interview, he was they, he was just like, why is it so quiet? It's a city. And it just dawned on me that to try and explain to somebody that Wolverhampton is a city, when you turn up on a Tuesday evening and it's in the middle of summer, when it's still light outside and it's dead, it's a bit of a, a weird... And you just think that that's just on a Tuesday. And then if you take a stadium out somewhere else, think about how worse it's going to be yeah. in the centre. It's funny because it, we were walking past and a seagull flew over and he was more surprised there was a seagull in the, in the city centre. And then, they, then he asked the dreaded question, where's good to eat? Oh, not one question you want to ask Paul me Pat. asked and Paul George obviously obviously there that's obviously the first place I told him to but I think he was looking for a bit more of a frying place and it's the one question when you have somebody outside of Wolverhampton when they ask you don't want to be asked I mean Pete's not there anymore 
And a Burger King ain't either. Well, it's the small one eating the Mendocino. Mm. I don't think it was open. Nah. Wimp, he's been gone about 20 years now. Maybe longer. <sighs> Good times. There is still, yeah. there's still the odd Wimpy in London, though. Yeah, there was one when... There's a few down south, aren't there? Yeah. There's one in... I'm not making that noise for any reason. I'm just trying <laughs> to think of the place. Land's End, I think. Or St. Ives, somewhere around there. Oh, is Good it... old Wimpy. <laughs> Keeping it on the coast out of the way of everyone else. <laughs> Dan, thoughts? Would yeah. you leave the stadium? Happy to? Just totally, not agree. Just totally agree with everything you've said, guys. Just, <laughs> just fantastic from start to finish. If, if we go and play by the R54, the city's fucked. It's only to us pretty much now, isn't it? Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's a shame because I remember when it used to be Thursday night, pound of points, and the city was thriving. Oh, yeah. But now we've got a slug and lettuce, and that dog can get filled every time I've walked past. I don't even been in it yet. No, I don't tend to. Well, you look, I don't tend look at, to either. Now. Look at when we all went out. What was that was you think? Oh, that that summer, that time of year, it was relatively nice. You think oh, it's going to be rammed everywhere, and it just what? Yeah, it was got just, into places easy. That was the... well, well, did we? No. Well, one person didn't get somewhere easy, didn't they? With your fluorescent shoes. You're not going into Boho with those shoes. Yeah, because they're pretentious. And I would have spent at least £25 in there. In, a, in that hour and a half. Yeah, loss. so they didn't want you staying just for two drinks, did they? <laughs> exactly. 25 quid. <laughs> <laughs> I know but, what you mean by pretentious, but come on. It, the whole place was dead. There's nothing wrong with the luminous lime green trainers. Where everyone else was walking in with trainers. It's trainers, Steve. That's at the end of the day, just because it was they were green. If I was colour blind, what would they have said? That's what, that's what you should have said. You should have thought ahead yeah. at the time. That's what you should have done. Compose all your arguments. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll leave that bit there then. Uh, let's talk about the game of the weekend, everybody. And Wolves take Leicester on at home. It's a half 12 kickoff. It's on the telly. Just my first question Is it vital that Wolves pick up a win at Saturday lunchtime? Yeah, because if we don't, then then West Ham do. Then we're five points beyond West Ham and then they're going into the race for seventh. And you don't want to be that far behind at this stage of the season. And Leicester are awful. <laughs> you got, even your pensioners with cardboard saying pull out. out. I mean, when it gets to that stage, you know things are bad. And they don't play decent football anymore. Well, not that they ever really did even when they won the league, but they're just not a very good team. They're just m- middle of the table like we are. And we need to be... I said one thing with Julia Silly that we need to beat teams like this at last. It, it's, we, getting, it's getting a bit of a piss take now that every we turn up and you expect not to beat them because they're, they're not one of the big six. It's almost at this point now where you think, right, we really need to start. We need to get over the line now. Let's just get this over the line. Let's not get into a position where we're thinking, oh, okay, we probably will be fine, but oh, let's, let's do it. Just let's start the run to get it over the line. Dan? Correct. Vital? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. I I don't think we're gonna get. Set. I don't think we'll finish top half. I don't. I really don't think we'll finish top half. Yeah, but that's the aim, though. Seventh, uh, well, that's what. That's what the world, yeah. Seventh is the aim, and seventh is at the minute attainable. But you, if you start pissing about and losing games like this, you look at the next three. You got Leicester, West Ham, Everton, all teams in the race for seventh. And we come out of them with nothing. You, it's you got start looking st- over your shoulder, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And you, you don't. You look at your games in blocks again, and I know there's a good game in between all that, but you think we need to be picking up at least... At don't, least... Pre- don't predict points, Stu. Uh, you well, know what happened last time when uh, you predicted points. I know, I'm just saying, you know, they're all wrong. Um, you're looking at at least six from them three games. You have to, maybe, if you want to finish where we we, pot, we can get to. 
according to Raul Jimenez as well. And you would think you would think six out of those next three, that should really be enough to put it over the line properly. You would. Oh, think. we ain't going down. No, no doubt about that whatsoever. Stu won't want to see that magic forty. Then I'll calm down. You I, could you could probably stay up with thirty. The the, the share of shit to the bottom this year. I mean, Huddersfield are gone. They just are. Fulham are signing strikers when they've got a bad defence with bright red hair. And then you're left with one other. And if that's not going to be us when there's so many teams worse than us in the league. So I, I'm even worried about that. you just you got to aim for something. And if you've got players now coming out saying, yeah, we can gain to Europe, then they're going to need to start performing against teams around us. Simple as that. For what it's worth, I, I, relegation doesn't even enter my mind. I, I we're better than we're better than that. So for me, for the record, relegation is not even an issue. But I, th- I think Leicester. I disagree with what Sue said because I think Leicester they have to be a good team. They're, they're playing badly at the minute because Puel's always only ever been a few games away from the sack mm. just because he's, he's so. Like, he's literally dull. the next game, isn't he? Always next game <laughs> away from the sack. It's incredible. Whispering Claude, I think they're calling that now because he's just yeah. he's just like he's, he's so he's like, as Pellegrini. He's just dull. And Dewa. But that's is that why though obviously we're taking it not knowing Leicester's views, but is that why Leicester and why Southampton fans didn't like him? Despite yeah. the fact that he you know, Puel in his first season of Southampton got seventh and a league well, final. So the Southampton was just sheer madness. Well, substitute madness, stupidity for what they got rid of him, because he wasn't doing anything wrong at all. They just got delusions. Yeah. Southampton. Well it was because after Coma, wasn't it? They were like they just felt yeah. bigger than themselves as it were but then well, Leicester technically he's doing what you would expect Leicester at that level to be doing now I think Leicester are doing fine for where they would probably rightly settle after their, their magical season of wonder but like they've got, they've got some good players in the team haven't they their squad's starting to age now I mean there wasn't a really young squad when they won the league with like Wes Morgan at the back and Kasper Schmeichel ain't getting any younger no, Vard, Vardy's like 33, 34 now isn't he He's getting on now. He's he's still their number one guy as well. Plays yeah. like all the game. Played ninety minutes pretty much all the time because mm-hmm. they haven't really got anyone else. Akazaki doesn't play anymore. I forget who else they've got. Yeah, yeah naturally. But I mean, he ain't, yeah, he ain't really ever potent. Is he? We've been scoring. I've said that. No, but I mean, <laughs> the, the second string give a second string a good, good game like in the cup early this year, like the league cup, and I think they've got they've got some good players, but they just. They'll be the nature of being a, a middle of the road team like they are means they'll be inconsistent. Mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. You'd be either down the bottom because you're losing all the time, or the top because you're winning. So, if you're going to be mid-table, you are by its nature an inconsistent team. So, they're in the rough run of form. I'm, I'm hoping that we'll catch them, you know, on a, on a bad day on Saturday. I'm confident we will because I, I still think we've got we've got better players than them. Two 0 flattered them at their place. You, if you remember, oh, we battered, we battered them, them at that. So, I mean. Yeah. Take our chances on Saturday. We could easily pass them on Saturday. Yeah, it's just what, and that's what walls turn up. Isn't it, it? I mean, it's all set up for us with how PL is is perceived. I don't think there's going to be any Vardy because he got sent off against Southampton, unless they've, they've appealed it, which I've not heard anything about. Um, and obviously, with their form, it, it's set up for uh, Wolves to be getting three points here. But like Stu mentioned, we've just got this weird form recently of these type of games we should be winning to get this over the line now. Yeah, but again, that listen to their podcast. They'll probably be saying exactly the same as us about us. They mm. they they've beat the big boys as well, and then they've got and lost to rubbish around. And they lost. Can you lose to Cardiff? At home? Lose to Cardiff. Yeah. Exactly. It's. I mean, yeah, it was a wonder goal. It's, a, again, it's a classic mid the table clash where either team could probably beat each other. There's no clear standout really. I I think we just 
it will be more entertaining than it's got any right to be, mm. I think. Uh, the big key tactical decision will be obviously no body, so who should play in the middle? So, uh, Adam, you touched on you think it'll be the donk? Or you think it should I'll, be the yeah, donk? Yeah, I'll, pl- I'll play him there. Um, he's starting to show his quality now in a couple of games that he's, that he's started. Um, none of the other, did, like Cody and Bennett, are still for me, not, not doing anything massively wrong. They're still being relatively consistent. So I wouldn't like that. They're fine. So then Donker would, for me would go in at the um, in the back, and then as far as the rest of the team goes, well, it's just it's a, sometimes it's a, it's a lottery. We, we, we play up front. Whether if you keep if he has his three five two again, Jota and Jimenez, remains to be seen whether that's that's working or not. But um, yeah, the main thing for me would just put put the donk in or keep him in rather. Dan. Who would you go for middle of the defence? Yeah, I think then Donker in a centre back, and then. Do you think he's not impressed enough though in the middle? He'd be I just a bit think weird he's, to he's, take a, him out. he's a bit similar to to Sais, where he brings a lot more balance to the team. But I think on Saturday we need to be going out to from attack from the start of this game. We don't really want to be building possession on these. Just go go out from straight from the off. That's why I think I'd have Neves, Martinho, and have Gibbs White in front of the, them two with Jimenez and Jota up front. Yeah, because they played a three in midfield again, on, um, even though they lost. I just checked that then, but they, they did play a three in midfield. And we've struggled against teams who play with a three. So I think we put Gibbs White up there as well. Um, and yeah, and just go at them and not be scared and not be offish. Because if it showed on, on uh, Monday night that that doesn't work for us. Just go at them and just not try to outscore them, just be clever about it. Because we've got the players, I mean, you think it's going to be it's the the weekly lottery now of who who starts wide? You think Jota being rested, he'd, he'd come on the left, but then you got Traore or Costa, and I'd probably start with Costa to be fair, even though he's done hardly anything. At all. I did not expect you to say that to be honest. Well, I, I, well, it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have Traore at home because it doesn't work, does it? No, because when we have when we have the continual patient build up play. Torres then not really effective is he because he's got he's the one where you use him on the break with counter attack that's what his pace is there for so. yeah and the same with same with Cav's always been better off the bench as well so I think you just put Costa on just for the fact that he's the one who doesn't do anything off he's the bench he's the one <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that mean then for them to the park in terms of with Neves if you start Neves if Don goes into the defence Neves, Martino Gibbs White what Dan said no no fear you say we're dancing what Dan said. Oh, what Dan said. I thought he said we're we'll dancing. dancing. As we'll, it, be we'll be dancing with that formation, yeah. Especially at home, I don't see why you, you don't go with that midfield three. Because Nervous na- naturally sits anyway. You ain't you ain't going all all out attack with three in the middle. You have got. I mean, you look at that stat that came out of the um, about Matinho that he put more tackles in. He's the highest amount of tackles in the club from midfield. Yet he's apparently just a midfielder. But it's not that they complement each other sometimes when there's when they're not getting overrun and when you got Gibbs White in there with a bit of pace around you, then you're not going to get overrun in the middle. There you go. One of those. Should we do predictions, gentlemen? Unless Taliska comes in before Saturday, <laughs> we can all hope. Uh, right, predictions then. Wolves Leicester Saturday lunchtime. Dan, what's your gut telling you right now on Tuesday? Two 0 Wolves, similar to the Bournemouth game. A classic two 0 Adam. Uh, also 2-0 Andre Silva to get both what are you saying Stu? 4-0 revenge 
time for the pasting. Yeah. That so, we've all been talking every single week. Someone's going to get a pasting. And it's it's going to be the team around us. It's not going to be a team down the bottom fighting for the lives because we know what happens there. So it's going to be this hoodoo has got to stop. So yeah, it's going to be Saturday 4 0. And will it be the end of people? Nah. No. He'll whisper his way out to me. That's what I was worried about going into this game that would he get the sack this week? And then you know it wasn't going to happen. Fingers over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I think we might have time to squeeze in the quiz. Dan. What was your prediction? Uh, Negative. 2 0 classic. Leicester. Classic 2 0. No, Wolves, of course. Yeah, fair enough. Wolves, of course. Uh, Dan, the quiz master, as always, has got a quiz. Stu, I still believe you are top of the quiz table. Yeah, before. And me and Adam are on the coattails of that. We're in the Europa League spot, aren't we? Yeah, I think we are. So we're just fighting to see who doesn't do qualification in June. Oh, it was the Intertoto still available. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, you got the quiz. Please play along at home. Well, I say please, but it, it's your choice, really. Um, <laughs> uh, Dan is getting the quiz ready. He's getting all his notes ready. Yeah. I'm going to my answers. Oh. Tactical. There's seven answers in total and a tiebreaker if required. You can't have spine in football. It's immoral. I still don't think he's done nothing wrong with Bielsa there. Nah. Everyone but they need to like shore up the law books. If you got if you're that stupid to not have a fence around your training ground, then that's your own fault. But wolves ain't. Wolves have got trees. Yeah, the street. You, you see through that. There's a massive gap in the fence. Not now. What to view through? Yeah, but you you can't see the the pictures at the back. You can't see now. You can you, you can you can still see it through the through the sideway. Through the sideway, yeah. You can run the side. Of the Shh! Don't give people. <laughs> it's called Spies Corner. <laughs> We're ready, yeah. In the 2007-2008 season, Wolves drew one all at home to Leicester, coming from behind to equalise by a goal from whom? What season? What, what 2008. 2007-2008. Adam's pondering. That, that should be your, like... Soul. Your profile that picture, that should be, good? Yeah, good? good, yeah. Does it make me look half intelligent? Soul. Dave's gone Soul. Soul Train. <laughs> Jay Bothwood. Bit of the boss. Uh, have you signed Keo by then? Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's got Keo. The correct answer was Matt Jarvis. Oh, okay. Warsaw's finest. Yeah, Warsaw's finest. All right. Next question. It's going to be zero answers again, like the last <laughs> time I was on. Former Leicester and Wolves striker Ewan Roberts. Released a book in 2004, which he admitted he had purposefully stamped on Kevin Muscat as payback for injuring Craig Bellamy. Name the title of the book. Can't make it too easy for you, can I? Tough this. <laughs> yeah, I'll but where do wolves like play? Oh, I'll give you all a point for mulling you. Can't make it too easy for you. My life. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, something like that. Stuart? He said toothless. You went for toughless? Yeah. The correct answer was, all I want for Christmas. Can I get away with that? I'm giving him, because yes. it, 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 it was in in sort of respect for his missing his two front teeth. Uh, right, Bloody defend hell, this lead, Dave. Dave. Come on, defend oh, this lead. Wow. Come, you on. Go, you go Come on. You've got to park the bus now. You're yeah, I am. Former Leicester and Wolves defender, Richard Stearman, made his debut against which club? For Wolves and not Leicester. Yeah, for Wolves. Gonna... We have a Wolves podcast. <laughs> I think you were curveballing it. No. I'm going to throw out my classic answer, Plymouth. <laughs> hmm. Barnsley. 
Can't say. What's Adam going to go for? I think we might play Plymouth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Dave's Plymouth because I think we played the first game this evening, didn't we? GTT. The correct answer was Plymouth. Yes! Oh. The, the monsoon day. Because we had. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. really bad weather that yeah. yeah. Now the Wolf scorers that day. Uh, Keo scored, didn't he? I think. There's two. So I want two answers. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Keo and Vokes. Was it Captain O'Connor? There's one of them. O'Connor kind of your first answer, locked in. You'd all get, you'd all get a second chance in Marvel. <laughs> um, I know he was captain for that one game. Um, it's in, this game, in this game, the Steven was, was Spenny's yeah, debut. Yeah, same game, yeah. Right, okay. What um, season was this? This would be no 8 I think it might have been no 8 or 9, yeah. Well, um, 7 or 8. Ebanks Blake. So you're going for O'Connor and Ebanks Blake. Adam? Uh, I will go for. Uh, Ebanks, Blake, and Kitely. The correct answers were Kitely and Vokes. So what? We, we did no points at all. No, you get one. You get one. Oh, three, all oh, three, three, two, three, two, zero. Three, two, zero. Look at this. I don't think I've ever got more than a point on a quiz. <laughs> it's a point all, it's always one nil wins. <laughs> Dave just counter attacking on the. <laughs> this week, twenty years ago. Oh, Which striker made his Wolves debut at home to Watford? Home debut to Watford. Just let me just do the maths. God, it makes me feel old. This was twenty yeah. years ago. At least Jake was born this time. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it was a one 0 win, or I just made it up? We haven't got to that yet. Oh, okay. That's the next <laughs> question, Dave. Gosh. Okay. Who made his debut? Uh, Twenty years ago today, you say? This week. This week. I think it was the thirteenth of January. If you want to get precise, <laughs> does that make any difference to you? It helps a lot. Does it? Wall strike. Um. Gonna have to push you guys. Yeah. I've got work tomorrow. Yeah. Connolly. I was gonna say that you know. I think it might have been the year before. Because it was around. Yeah. I know because he got the um, the goals at the uh, the Wolfie Battle Day. He got he bagged four, didn't he? Yeah. I will also say Connolly. I'm gonna have to say Connolly. That's what I did, I did think of it. So you're all going for David Connolly. Yeah. The correct answer was Havard Flow. Oh. What the second guess? <laughs> Graham Taylor. <Shit>! <laughs> Graham Taylor and Tony Daly returned to Molyneux for the first time since leaving for that game. But what was the scoreline? They probably beat us, didn't they? <laughs> Two all. I've got an absolute no memory of this game whatsoever. Um, I remember it because Wolfie had a first aid kit which had Tony Daly's name on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was when he was rogue Wolfie, though, wasn't it? Before he, yeah. was, before he was tamed and sacked. I'll yeah. just say two all, but I can't because I need to... I need Try to, and equalise. I'm not going to get anywhere if I, if I say the same. So I'm going to say something outlandish, like 4-2. To who? Wolves. You've said it now, 4-2 Wolves. Yeah. 3-1. Uh, the correct answer was nil-nil. Oh. So, if you won, Dave's won. We don't need a tiebreaker. Yes! Another Boom. another one bites the dust. But just for sort of, um, you know, consolations. Uh, uh, hang on a second, let's just update the table. Joint top. I am joint top. How's that happened? Bear in mind, for I do the quizzes most weeks. <laughs> and I'm joint top. Just where re- you're where you should be. This is, I'm going to revel in this glory. Consolation question. Okay. 
to the nearest hundred thousand. How many followers has Gary Lineker got on Twitter? I'll just say like three point two million. One point eight. Four point nine. Dave wins even the consolation question. He's got seven point one. Yes, on fire, on fire. Right, we're going to finish off quickly with Twitter corner. Um, Tom Cutton said, "Where do you stand on supporting and following a second team?" No, I mean I, I, I favour certain teams, but I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't like. I I support Wolves, but I also support Tottenham Hotspur or something. No, I wouldn't do that. No. You got to make a decision in life, ain't you? If you got to be a twat or you got to be normal, <laughs> I don't know how you can. You can't. These people would buy half and half scarves, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. These, exactly. These, these yeah, twats. These deviants. It's a bit um, like being Amish. You'd like you can have more. <laughs> you can have more than one wife, but you don't work like football, does it? You can't have more than one football club. It's just wrong. Uh, Netherton Wall says, "Would you rather eat a stick of butter or snort a tablespoon of salt?" Butter, butter's nice. Gotta go for the butter, surely. I would. Yeah, I would. I would definitely go for the butter. Dan, butter or salt up nose? Salt. Yeah. <laughs> the butter. <laughs> uh, and then finally, if you get a chance to play for Wolves, who would you want to play against, and why? Shit. So if you've donned the old gold shirt, imagine scoring the winner against the shit. Just imagine. It. Forget about having sex with a supermodel. You, that's the pinnacle in life. Anyone else? Who would you play against? No, because they'd try and kill you, though, wouldn't they? It's good. You, then now that you'd hate them, There's someone like Norwich, someone annoying, who's got or Shrewsbury or Stoke, someone who's got an irrelevant hatred of us, someone someone like that. So yeah, probably Norwich. <laughs> or Bolton. I, I didn't expect that. Who's no, no, well, Bolton. That's all done with now. We we talk with. We'll put uh, to bed now. They had a good talk and put it to bed. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the ghost of the uh, talk the ghost of the fat one was extinguished last year after their thrashings. They're, they've got enough troubles as it is anyway. Yeah. Adam, anyone you'd like to play against if you were able to don the old golden black shirt? Uh, I would like to replicate the 1950s game against Honved. So I'd like to play against Honved. <laughs> I'm only joking. Probably still the Albion as well. So back is Honved and Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Not the answers I was expecting. And that's everybody. Yours? Uh, where would you, where, what, what position would you play, Dave? <laughs> Uh, holding midfielder all I would do is someone would pass me the ball I would pass it to them and go you carry on no David B what's that is it Libero something <laughs> Libero <laughs> Grande you know, when, you, know, you, know those, you know when you see someone just passes the ball and they just pass it back that's what I would just be to go no thanks constantly keeping the game ticking yeah. over just, you have it back yep that's Dave Makalele yeah that's all I would be <laughs> in, the, in the middle the holding midfielder just just keeps it ticking <laughs> just, you know maybe someone like Stourbridge your pass, pass percentage would be 100%. Yeah. You'd just be like knocking it lid sidewards to the guy next to you all the time. Look at my stats. I'd be perfect for that role. Get in the England squad in, yeah. in front of Henderson on the get back of 100% on, pass completion. Get me on that plane. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's where we'll leave it this week. Thanks for you for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media, of course. If you're looking for a web designer, marketing, logo design, awesome to do with websites honestly go check them out they do our website they're fantastic pixelyittymedia.com uh, you can follow us all week on social media just type in Wolves Fancast for your lols and trolls and you will find us there and we'll be back next week everybody talk about that game against Leicester City uh, but for this week it's bye from Dan bye 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 from Adam and join Dave for his Brexit special next week as well <laughs> oh, I'm going to love it <laughs>
Let's leave the politics out of this, everybody. Come on, bye from Stu. Everyone, please watch Bird Box. It's not. It's actually quite a good film. Bye. Why do you get like these film stuff in at the end? Because no one ever asked loads of people. It's on Netflix. It's available to a lot of people. It's two hours long. It's got Sandra Bullock looking exactly the same. Have Bird you seen, Box. You... It's called Bird Box. Yeah. Have you not heard of this film? No. It's the one where they've got the not make film. Have you not seen any got kind the... of meme at all? Uh, Every single meme at the moment is about I've seen Bird memes, Box. I've no idea what film it's, it's in like relation if, to. It's like, have you heard of A Quiet Place? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like that, but for sight. So you can't go outside. And you can't go outside with your eyes. You have to have a blindfold. I suppose getting Netflix would be a start, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be a good start. <laughs> <laughs> have you Five to eight, ninety nine a month. Film recommendation there from Stu to finish off. All right, it's bye from me. See you next time.